0: Coming at you straight from Megalopolis, it's Suplex of Sticks, hosted by David and Seth. It's
1: a gaming podcast.
0: It is a gaming podcast. How's it going, man?
1: Pretty good. Pretty good.
0: I'm I'm really excited. There's a lot of cool things in the pipeline. Me and my friends uh, Nick and Carl have been working on some fun, exciting things for the future. And... Mm. Uh, we, we actually got pretty lucky. Um, this is a side note, I didn't tell you about it during our, our pre conversation. Um, uh, now friend of the show, Matt, um, was a customer service guy for Flywheel for us, and right. he said he liked our podcast name a lot. And nice. so, he also told me that he ran a podcast, so I'll do a quick plug for them because he has told a couple of his buddies about us, I'm pretty sure, because we had a couple new listens. Um, but they are the Two-Headed Nerd Podcast, and mm. they cover comics and pop culture stuff. They do more uh, pop culture and comics instead of video games, even though they do talk about video games occasionally. So mm. uh, they actually have a pretty interesting... They, they sound like our enemies. No, 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 no. We It's different topics different Mm, times um but they're they're nice guys uh so thanks matt for helping me figure out stuff with hosting um our secret project on you on the the service you provide and for being awesome
1: is it a death ray uh
0: i can neither confirm nor deny that it's a death ray uh Uh, okay you know you're gonna, I, that's how things go.
1: Is it something that you could use to write your name into the moon?
0: You you can use it to write your name on the internet, which might be accessible on the moon in the future. So that's close.
1: Well, look, yeah. you can use anything to write your name on the internet.
0: Well, yeah, I know. So
1: I, I do it every day on Twitter. I just tweet out my own name. <laughs>
0: I I really want this to become a recurring bit where you actually just post your name on Twitter every day. Uh,
1: My current Twitter name is Hugh Man. I
0: did I saw that it's a real jump from was was the last one Abraca Bastard or was that
1: yeah yeah that man that was from a long time ago yeah
0: yeah that's a good one um so yeah we if you didn't figure out from any of that we are working on uh, suplex the sticks website and it is in progress by the time you listen to this if you listen to it when it goes live uh thursday morning it should be done by this weekend or middle of next week it should be in a clean complete state where you can judge it
1: um and if you are listening to this far in the future uh websites do not exist anymore and you will be like what are they talking about
0: yeah it's all just going to be comms on your uh hand pad or whatever they call them or something hand pad (laughs) hand pad i don't know why i thought hand pad was a good idea but
1: that's a very futuristic name my hand pad yeah
0: yeah hand pad uh but yeah i'm i'm really excited for what's happening uh we're definitely moving forward in a lot of different ways. So look out for different content from us. So let's jump into what we've played this week, and I'll tell you the tragic story of what happened to me. And it's that David bought an eShop gift card for Mm -hmm. the Nintendo Switch to uh, play Okami HD to report back to you guys how good of a port it was. And then David also realized he had enough points and enough leftover eShop credit to buy Picross S2 or Picross Two. I can't quite figure out from the the name. How so many S's are there? There's two S's, but I think there's another S before the two. I can't remember right now because my Switch isn't in front of me. Uh. So, so yesterday I, I'm like, all right, sweet. I have enough. Uh, I have enough extra credit where I can get Picross and Okami. So I'll have Picross to fill in the space between when I get frustrated with fights in Okami and everything. Great. So I download both of those games. I'm watching Infinity War yesterday. It dropped on Blu-ray. So that was good. And instead of playing Okami, I just played Picross 2 for about five hours yesterday. So, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So uh, this, it's actually kind of exciting to talk about because there's a new mode in this Pit Cross that oh my gosh. wasn't in the other ones.
1: Is it an RPG?
0: No, no, no. It, if it mm-hmm. was an RPG, that'd be great. A weird Cross RPG, I'd be all in for that. But the music is really good in it, by the way. But besides that, because it's just a puzzle game, no matter how much you window dress a puzzle game, it's a puzzle game. So it's kind of, it's kind of not a ton to talk about, but the new mode is interesting because what they do is, it's going to be hard to explain. Instead of the single lines of, um, pixels that you have to fill in every once in a while, you get these mega blocks where you have to fill in sequences of, number like almost um, they look like tetranomos almost where mm. you you have to fill in a, a five mega block and then uh individual numbers in each line and it's it's weird I haven't gotten the hang of it. I did about ten puzzles of that very poorly and then went back to playing the normal one. And there's also different modes in this one where and this, this has been done in other Picross games. Also, this isn't entirely a new mode where you fill in multiple puzzles that will eventually fit into a bigger piece of art that, of course. Uh, you know, make up the space. So that's, that's mainly what I played was Picross. And I also spent some time playing Fortnite this week just to cool down and enjoy myself. And as much as Seth does not... uh, He doesn't believe that mobile games are games. I've been playing a ton of Stormbound. I said that Uh, right Stormbound, which is a, a game on the iPhone. It might even be on Android. I'm not sure. But it is a... Tactical card game, I'm sure that's the right term for what it is. Uh, what do you think, Seth?
1: Uh, I mean, it's a, both a collectical, collectible card game and a strategy game. So yeah, I guess tactical card game would be a proper approximation of what it
0: is. So I've been waiting to talk about this game because... I feel like in these games, unless you have actually invested a lot of time into it, it's easy to just have a quick first impression and not be able to not be able to fully flesh out your stuff. And so I finally have a deck that I'm really confident with and um, there you don't have to spend money in this game, which is kind of nice. You just have to play it kind of Hearthstone like. But But you did. Uh No, 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 I didn't spend any money. I uh, I definitely... You know, no, I, I can't say I've even thought about it. Because I, I've definitely thought about spending money on Pokemon Go, and I have. I have not spent money <laughs> on this, and I didn't think about it either. Because the challenges are all fairly easy enough to do, and mm-hmm. I'm only interested in building a dragon deck, and I've got all the dragon cards... That I want. So now go. I just got to get the get them again to level up the dragons I have. So this game is really fun. It's also evolving all the time. <laughs> I'm always getting update notices where they tell me that they're giving me some gold because they've nerfed some of my cards. Or they let <laughs> me know they've buffed some of my cards. They're still doing funny. a lot of balancing tweaks. And graphical updates to it, uh, also. So it's a it's a really fun game. I recommend playing it. I I don't know if I'd recommend spending money on it though, which I usually don't recommend spending money on any mobile game. Yeah, but I have really, done it before. And moments really of weakness. The best
1: ones. The best ones allow you to play it. Play it for the most part completely without spending money yeah unlike that pokemon picross game (laughs) which was evil
0: well that one so that that's one of the good ethical things about some of the nintendo mobile games is that with pokemon picross and with the newest one pokemon i was gonna say conquest but that's it's not conquest it's quest I wish they'd make another Conquest game. Yeah, that would be amazing. But with those two, you could only buy each thing in the game once to where you basically maxed out at like $30 or $40 and then the full game was unlocked for you, basically. Mm, And so you basically just spent the full price for a 3DS game, but it's a mobile game. Which is... I mean, responsible. I remember listening to Nintendo voice chat and K- Casey Defritas, who is really funny. But she she said that she didn't like that Nintendo stopped her from spending more money because she totally would <laughs> have on Pokemon uh, Quest. She put yeah. she estimated through her Switch that she put about fifty hours into that game, which is insane. Wow! Uh, yeah. <laughs> But that's, I mean that's
1: uh, that's a little
0: bit. It uh it found its audience in some people. And she she even admitted kind of in a Seth move. I'm just I'm telling you what she said because it's I, I'm not gonna play that much, that she couldn't even really tell you if she liked it at the end. She Yeah. <laughs> it just played itself and she didn't stop. So
1: Yep. But, but it's yeah. like that uh South Park did a whole episode about them, how they they're designed to be uh, just a little bit less than good, but with the promise that if you pay money, it will become good.
0: Yeah. So, Seth, what did, uh, what did you play this week?
1: Well, I, as I talked about last week, I continued some more with the wonderful, uh, what is that game called? Dead Cells. <laughs> It's so wonderful. I couldn't remember the name. I was um, really,
0: I was about to be confused. I thought you were going to say Wonderful 101, and I was oh, no. about to be like, oh man, okay.
1: I should play that, though. But no, I did not play Wonderful 101. I played some more of Ted Cells. Um, I got, I, actually, I've gotten pretty far in it a couple times, only to die to the dumbest things possible, just th- where I completely lose. All brain function and jump straight into an enemy and die um, when there's really no need to. And this has happened multiple times. I don't know what to, I don't know how to fix my brain to make me stop doing this. But hopefully, it just it'll be a war of attrition that I'll get over at some point. <laughs> Have not gotten to the last boss yet. Um, it really, it really ramps up in, up in difficulty in the later levels. Um, there was one level that I went to that I immediately was just completely obliterated. It was it, it reminded me a lot of, actually of um Metroid Prime 2 because there's like this miasma over the whole place and you have to get to these lamps that protect you. Um mm. and I fell into a pit that I had no light and no way of getting seemingly no way of getting back up that I could see and and just died. Which is it it it, it really I can, I'm not sure what I hate more, when I die on the first level, which has strangely been happening to me a lot more. Um, but, I mean, it's not, like, a big deal, because I don't lose a lot of progress, but it's still dumb that I'm doing it. Or if I get, I don't know, if that's more annoying, or getting, like, very far, and then dying to something stupid. Um, certainly the latter te- makes, it, it takes a lot more time to get, but I don't feel as bad. Because it's supposed to be harder than it is on the first level. Uh but yeah. It's still good. Still loving it. Um everyone should should definitely get it. Uh I also I played a lot more of Hitman. Um
0: which oh, yeah, is a game... I forgot you were playing that.
1: Yeah, I actually have found that I really enjoy it. Oh, okay. Um, because it is uh, I I alluded to it last week. It is a lot like a puzzle game because you um, you know, you have to have to figure out how to how to get to your targets and take them out without, uh, ideally, without anybody finding out. Um, and they give you little breadcrumbs all over the place. Like you can, as you're as you're as Agent Forty Seven, like you can walk around and hear conversations that will give you clues as to different ways you can um, bring the the targets out in the open, or and also in the in the menu, like there are challenges that they they outline like the end goal but they don't necessarily tell you how to go about doing it. Um so it it does a really good job of like teasing out these ideas for you to have to go do it. Um and so I I actually there was one level that e- e- so in the end even when I finished it it said that my my completion time was like an hour. Uh but I spent like 5 hours just constantly save scumming the game where i would kill the guy one way and then low and then go back to an earlier save so i could do it a different way um and just get as many of the challenges in as i could in in one go around um and it's really fun to do just like figuring out all the creative ways uh that you can it's kind of morbid honestly how, how much fun it is to to kill these people but they are terrible um, um
0: and this is this is on Xbox game Pass right
1: yeah, so the whole first season is on is on game Pass, and I've gotten through i think two or three of the the episodes that came out uh, I haven't tried any of the um there there's i forget what they called but they they had d- during the the season these these one time targets that you you would go to a map and you got one shot to 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 beat them and if you mess it up you didn't get to try again um which were apparently and those are apparently some of the the coolest challenges of the game but i have i have not not tried it yet also a cool thing that i haven't tried is that you can actually make your own contracts like you can walk through the levels and select people that you put contracts on and then you know upload them to the internet and have other people try to do them so i haven't so there's some of the stuff well there's a lot of stuff that i haven't gotten to uh, but i'm but i'm having as much as i've played i'm having a lot of fun with it um it's it's good it's not it's not super difficult but i haven't i also haven't played it on the, on the difficult the difficult modes um yeah so that that's that is one of them and i also i finally got into the final two mega man x games x7 and x8 and uh they are they're something
0: <laughs> okay that's a good so, review
1: Immediately in X Seven, it 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 is the the biggest departure in the whole series because it they they tried to move the X games into 3D, um, and the way they did this, but it's it instead of doing it like um like they like they did Mega Man Legends in, in, in 3D, which was kind of an over the shoulder thing, um. But it's it's more of like it's almost a top-down view, uh, instead of like a a legitimate 3D world, Um, and so it's mostly just about instead of going forward and back, you're going kind of side to side. Um, And honestly, though, so I was when I booted up, I was expecting to hate it a lot, and I actually kind of found it kind of charming, I guess. it is, is that it's not a v-
0: syndrome after this many x games,
1: no. I don't know, I think certainly a lot of it has to do with that I like the x characters um and the the models of the of the main characters are all are are pretty good to look at um especially especially zero um but it's I guess I expected it to be a lot worse than it was, and I honestly kind of had more fun playing it than I did x five which was just a horrible grind to get through. Um, but as far as like aesthetically and mechanically, it is it's not good. It's like it, it's so weird. It's like they completely lost track of what the X games were originally, because where where once there was this focus on speed and precision, now the the levels are slow. Um, like, you move, you move so slow in the game, it's, it, it doesn't make any sense. Um, and instead of just shooting in front of you X and the new character Axel, who basically acts as a clone of X, um, they, you have a, a targeting system, except the target, it, it never stays locked onto, onto your, um, the, the person you're trying to shoot, um, you can shoot them just fine unless they move in any direction at all, and then the, the lock is gone. And, God forbid, they are above you, because you will never be able to lock onto them. There's basically no way to hit people that are above you when you're in the 3D mode. Oh, God. Um, and, they, um... Zero in it is almost completely useless. Uh, one of the, the big problems that I found, and this is an X8 too, that that has gone with the move to, like, Polygon-based characters is that the hitboxes are are all they're all they're it's it's so hard to tell like what part of the enemy is going to hurt you and what part of it's it's a, mostly a problem with zero with what part of the sword is going to hit right um, and he becomes basically uh, I don't think I used him at all just because he was a pain to use I mean I mostly use X because he he is the best the best um best character in the game, but which is weird because you only get to use him after completing five levels, basically. So they, they withhold him from you most of the game and then you get him right at the end. Uh, and it's also weird, there's a lot of strange things about it um, that I've found that also carry over into into X7, I mean X8. They They kind of the the old way that x used to work like you would in, you would improve your power by finding power ups in the level um and in these in x7 you instead find these like robots that you have to rescue in the levels um and they give you items afterward that you can apply to your to your to your, to your the people that are in your party um which sort of works one of the problems with with 5 and 6 was that when you found like a heart tank to up to increase your life it only applied to the one person um right. and so this way uh there's more of a chance to 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 evenly spread out um the the power but but again it doesn't really work because you don't know like what what power up the the replicas that you're saving are giving you so you can't like prepare how you want to build these characters Um, in the end it doesn't matter much because they're not all really that different Axel and X are basically the exact same uh, exact same character except Axel has this mostly useless ability to transform into other robots which I think I used like two times in the whole game Mm -hmm. Um, it's also weird because they completely remove any um, any form of exploration. Like, all the power-ups that you find are basically right in the middle of your path. You don't really have to go out of your way to find anything. Um, it's not a particularly hard game. I I beat it... I, I, I don't... I don't think I re- retried any of the stages. Um, most of the difficulty came from like, levels being poorly designed uh, because of the 3D angle. So there was one of the the biggest issues is that when you're in the the 3D kind of top down view is it's really hard to judge depth so um right. like you it's hard to to determine what like vertically where an enemy is or where a platform is that you have to jump to because you can't because when x jumps he basically jumps further into the camera um so you can't it, it's hard to to see where stuff is and how you can get there uh, appropriately, um, but yeah, it was. E- but all that considered, though, I I still had some fun with it. Just be, I think, mostly because it it had some charm. Like the the opening stage, despite being interminably long, uh, brings you back to the a uh, uh, sort of a re- recreation of the opening stage in the original Mega Man X, um, which was fun. It was a little bit of a nostalgia play. Um, and, I don't know, even though the game doesn't really work what it's trying to do, it, it's still, it's not, I guess just because it's it was so easy for me to get through, like I never really had any problems, as opposed to when I was playing X5 and X6, which just constantly bombard you with terrible design that inhibits your uh progression. Um this one it w- it was it was like a hot knife through butter basically going through the levels. So I I was able to enjoy it at least much um in in that kind of way. Uh and the final boss wasn't very hard either. It was probably probably the easiest sigma fight in all the games. Um the voice acting in it though. Oh my gosh. It was terrible. One of the, the big problems I had with it was, was the voices, but also the fact that it takes, like, an hour to... But from the time you end a level, just because of all the menus and all the text, to to actually get back to the stage select and, and get to a new level. Um, I don't know. It's... Anyone who, like... If, if you have any interest in, like, um... Uh, the way... Like like design, what is that called? Like uh, UX or yeah yeah. Uh, what would, would absolutely hate this game just because everything there's so many so many menus that you have to go to. One of the most annoying things was that um, when every dialogue box that you had a choice, it defaulted to no. So like there was no way to button mash through the levels because if you try to hit save. And and you just keep pressing the A button, you'll just keep hitting no instead of actually saving the game. Um, and it was just, I mean, I mean, it's something that, in theory, you you should get used to, but it was never something that clicked for me that this was the 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 default option. So I was constantly hitting no. Um, so I guess that's my fault, but I don't think it it was it was good. Um, so, so I beat that. Uh, and then I have moved on to X8. I haven't gotten too far in it. It's actually there's a lot of good, I guess, in it, uh, because it, it finally sort of has the type of feel that the original Super Nintendo games have, like, where everything kinda is, is moving in fast motion rather than the slowed down uh, X4 through X6, and you know, it's nothing like X7. Uh, it is. It's all. It's fully 3D models. Uh, they're they're weird looking in this game, though. Like they don't look. They don't. They have different proportions than you're used to seeing um, from the characters, so it's kind of strange. Um, but but it it does sort of replicate that feel of the original ones. It, there's still the issues with um X being very large on the screen. Uh but it does seem like the developers understood that and have created a better um environment for him to to run through. Uh, but the but it's still like enemies kind of appear on top of you because, you know, there's not enough screen space to show them all. That was a huge problem in X7 actually, because they would just come out of all all sides of the screen and they would linger there on outside of your field of view but still able to hurt you which was very annoying um but it's as as much as i have done it it's it's not a terrible game um it it doesn't have the the difficulty that i was expecting because i when i when i first started playing this i i remember saying on here that i remembered x8 as just this really hard game to get through uh when I initially played it. And it might have just been because, you know, I was a lot younger. I think it came out in uh when I was thirteen. Um but it's 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 again not a very hard game. The yeah. the um one of the cool things about it is that it's all fully voiced and the voice acting is actually pretty good. But the uh the guy who voices Mega Man X is the same guy who was Domon Kashu from G Gundam.
0: Oh really? Uh,
1: yeah, and so it's always it's a joy hearing him talk, but even though he never uh uses his shining finger, which <laughs> I wish would happen. Yeah, it'd be the best. Yeah, so I don't I don't have a lot of um stuff about X8. Um it's mostly just like a a less good version of the 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 first three games, I guess. Um it it interestingly kind of completely mitigated like it completely removed the issue that was collecting power-ups for individual characters by all the power-ups you have to buy using you know currency that you get um from enemies which sort of works but it does kind of take some of the fun out of exploration um and and another a, a cool thing about it that i like is that there are three three playable characters, and you bring two of them into each level, and you can you can switch between them whenever you want, which is pretty fun. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's you know it's okay. It's not a bad game. So, um, so I want to yeah. I want
0: to pose a question to you. Do you think the reason you're dying in dead cells? To wrap it back to the beginning is because dead cells is procedurally generated and you're trying to remember patterns like with Mega Man. Um, Like, do you, do you feel like that's, that's causing deaths because you, you're trying to remember, like you're, you're remembering a level pattern that isn't existing right now.
1: I don't think so. Well, that, I mean, that is like X one through three, that, Is certainly the case as that's how I play because I've played them so much and so I know just kind of instinctively where to go. Um, You know, like the newer games that I've... I I don't know anything about the levels, but um, you can just sort of figure them out. And even in Dead Cells, while it is procedurally generated, there are... Like, it draws from a collection of pre... uh, Like, hand-created level parts and and sort of puts them together and so each of the levels in dead cells is while not exactly the same it is always reminiscent of the other ones um and there are there are individual pieces that you that I as i've been playing have been able to remember like where they go um, oh,
0: okay i was just curious
1: no but it's in dead cells it's more of like I don't know. I guess I forget the difficulty of of the level that I'm on, and 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 begin to act too hastily. Something like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um. So yeah, I have that's pretty much all the X games for me. I guess I I wrote down some miscellaneous thoughts that are not really um of any individual game. That I wanted to just kind of, you know, run through as my final uh, postmortem of the series. Um, Go for it. So one of the things that I really that liked and disliked about the the games from four onward is that um, they have a lot of really cool characters, like from a design point, and even from like their position in the story. But they are just kind of bogged down by these dumb games that surround them. Like, uh... E- and even in X4, which is mostly a good game, like, the there's this, this character, Double, who he's, like, he shows up in the beginning as sort of your partner, and then he ends up being this bad guy, and he transforms, and he's this really cool-looking character. Um... But he's not really. You don't really ever interact with him at all, and so it's like this. This cool design is kind of wasted on this character, who you know nothing about other than he betrayed you for some reason. Um, it's really so. It's really interesting to play through and notice the the way that the music changes. So X one through three, they had this kind of uh, hard rock uh, metal. Type of soundtrack, and then in X four, along with all of the other changes, it it changes into like this kind of synth soundtrack, um and really from then on, the all of the the music is a lot weaker. But it's sort of playing through it gradually. It seems to be trying to harken back to that older sound. Like there were some tracks in X six that I really enjoyed. That kind of sounded like the like the old games um and in x seven and and eight there there are here and there you you will hear these these cool sound these these cool songs um that in my head i could i could i could picture it being in the older games um but it's so but it's also so weird in x eight like the music is almost non-existent just because of the way that the game is equalized like you can barely ever hear it um, yeah which is, it's really strange, because it used to be such a a driving part of the original games. Um, let's see, one of the, the weird things about X4 through 6 is that, despite being called Mega Man X Games, um, Zero is just a lot more fun to play the game with. Um, X4, like the story itself like, the, the cutscenes that happen, it seems to be a game that is designed for you to play as Zero. Um, and even the the levels, they're just more mechanically, like, like viscerally fun to go through with the way he plays, uh, which is disappointing, um, because, like, I had to make a conceited effort in 6. I had to just decide, okay, I'm not going to play as Zero in this one just because these are Mega Man X games. Um, Right. And going into X7, however, they completely got rid of that problem by making Zero essentially unplayable, Uh, which was... I kind of chuckled at at the beginning, and then I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to play as this guy anymore. Um, Let's see. There's this cool overarching kind of plot going on. So... I talked about the the story of Mega Man X a couple of weeks ago. Um but it's it's you know it takes place hundreds of years in the future from the original Mega Man games. But in 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 these random games, these characters show up that are pretty obvious, well maybe not obviously, but pretty um like it it hints at the fact that they are actually Dr. Wily. Still alive and kicking in these different robot bodies, um, because he like like the the bad guys in, in Mega Man X two rebuild Zero's body, even though no one actually like people are constantly saying that no one knows how Zero works, and so they obviously had to have a guy who who knew how to build him, and he and it was a completely different model. Um, but it, again, it's you know these little bits of story that are in there that are not. Like it works in the Super Nintendo games for them not to be explored, but you going back, you do kind of wish they they went more into' them. um right and so there and there was this one this one character that I really liked in, in x six he's called Hymax um he's like this big massive robot and he is basically cell from dragon Ball Z uh so he like, he's this robot that is designed, like, built with specifications of both Mega Man X and Zero, like Cell was. And he's actually voiced in the Japanese game by the same guy that voiced Cell in Japan. Um, hmm. But, it, you know, it's another character that was kind of... sort of, you know, he he showed up, and then when you beat him, he was, he was gone. Um, so, I don't know, I guess... That's sort of the theme of the PlayStation games of one of disappointment rather than uh rather than fun, because even though there there is fun to be had, but it is just more like you play I play them at least, and i I see the games that I wish they would be rather than what they are, and it just kind of you know it's a it's a little disappointing um
0: yeah of course
1: so all in all. I don't know if you like if you like Mega Man X. It's definitely a game game to get, um, and it's at least it's at least interesting to play through the later the latter games in the series, uh, and 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 see the way that the the franchise changed. Um, definitely though, I think looking back, I mean, I'm glad that I got the the full collection so I can play these games, but looking back, I probably would have just bought the. The one, like the first one with the first four games. Right, of course. Um rather than getting both. Uh but yeah. They're you know, it's I I I don't know. For me it, it was always gonna be like a suplex certified a hundred percent buy for me. But it all depends for you on if you're if you're a huge fan. Definitely the first one. The first one is definitely suplex certified.
0: Oh my gosh, uh, yes.
1: And and even they're almost even worth buying just for the X Challenge, despite how despicable it is um, and how difficult a time I have had getting through it uh, but they but it is really fun to play through. So yeah, that's about it for me on Mega Man X. I know All that right. the listeners are tired of hearing about it.
0: <laughs> no, no, no this is this is the type of quality, original, in-depth stuff that uh, they want to hear. I I can guarantee it. I would hope. I hope that our listeners appreciate that. I do.
1: Well thank you.
0: So with that, we will tell you to, you know, follow us on all social media. Look out for the website soon to be announced on all those social medias at Suplex the Sticks. And yeah, just keep your eyes out and share this episode with your friends. We appreciate it. We're very homegrown. Sorry about that. Um, and, you know, it is what it is. So yeah. I'm I'm really excited to get into the news because something really big leaked on Forbes today.
1: And
0: it. it was quickly deleted. And mm. I got really excited at work and freaked out. Because you messaged me. I don't know that me. I
1: know what this is. Oh, yeah. Okay. You, I didn't you know, know what You
0: messaged is. me that it leaked on Forbes that Diablo 3 is coming to Switch yes. in a news article that'll be dropped tomorrow. I'm assuming that uh, there will be a press, a little bit of a press thing from Blizzard. A quick fact about this this is the first Blizzard game to be dropped on a Nintendo platform in 15 years.
1: Wow. So, That's crazy. What was the last one? StarCraft 64?
0: No, I think it was a, uh, a collection of classics. Hmm. Which I don't know what that would have been. Um, but there is going to be exclusive DLC as well as all the DLC already released for the game. All the DLC including the Necromancer which just dropped recently. And it's going to be $60, as the Forbes article detailed. And you'll get to play as Ganondorf. And I think there's a couple other Nintendo uh, gimmies in there, like little pets, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, you
1: can have one of the. What are the chicken things from Zelda?
0: Uh, the cuckoo? You can have
1: that. Yeah, you can have that as a pet.
0: Nice. And what, what's really neat, and I don't. I I saw this and I I need to look to see if this is something new or not. I should have looked before we started recording, but there's going to be multiple configs available for multiplayer. So, you could do two players on one system, two players online, like they're letting you do multiple versions of the multiplayer at once instead of just local Mm -hmm. or online or yeah 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 so like if me and you were together and we were playing we We could could play together
1: and online
0: yeah or i mean whatever combination you wanted um so that's really neat i'm i'm excited for that i'm excited for what that means for nintendo online and for the switch 'Cause you gotta know I mean and for Smash, not Switch. Well, it's on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Because you know that Smash has to have some of that built in.
1: Yeah, especially with like they they said that the eight player Smash is going to be you can play it on like any map, which is cool. Um but it was a lot it was a lot easier to do eight players on the Wii U because you could connect so many controllers to it. Um And I guess, I mean, you might just be able to connect an infinite amount of Joy-Cons to this one if you have them. But it it would be cool to be able to have, like, two people on one console um, playing with a bunch of other people online.
0: I I was lamenting earlier this week that, oh no, when Smash comes out, I'm going to have to buy so many Joy-Cons. Yeah. And then I realized that I bought the red and blue Joy-Cons when I bought my Switch. Mm-hmm. And then I bought the Splatoon Joy-Cons because I have to have multiple colors of things. And right. Marianne has a Switch now. So I actually have eight Joy-Cons and there a Pro go. Controller. Yep. So my house is ready for eight-player Smash. Well, there you go. Whether or not we'll actually ever have eight people here to play eight-player Smash is another story. But I'm I'm imagining we will. There will be a couple weeks in a row where we have people. I'm pretty yeah. sure, especially after it comes out.
1: Mm-hmm. And hopefully, you'll be able to do it online and local at the same time, so we can play together.
0: Oh while man! You have,
1: can you? Well, you have seven other people.
0: Yeah, can you imagine having four people here and then having you and your roommates? Like yes, us that'd four be cool. versus you four, that'd be really cool. I I'm really excited. Uh, that leads into my next point is that we are getting closer and closer to the Nintendo online service being dropped. Mm -hmm. I'm imagining we're going to get some type of... I know this might be a reach, but Tokyo Game Show is next month. Gamescom is in like a week. I'm predicting, I haven't seen this on Twitter at all, but that we're going to get a normal Direct in like two weeks.
1: Or yeah, three, I think...
0: because it's got a detail the Nintendo online Nintendo has been ramping up its paid advertising for the Nintendo online I'm seeing a paid ad on Facebook about once or twice a day now for the Nintendo online which because yeah. I like Switch and Nintendo on Facebook they know to target me mm. and you can pre-order the online service so they need to fully detail it what better way to do that than in a direct, where they also announce a couple other new games? It's the yeah. Perfect I mean, I think
1: I think it's there is going to be a direct in the next few weeks, um, and certainly it it does coincide with you know the the launch of Nintendo Online. Though I also wouldn't be surprised if they just kind of, you know, let out a press release of of the details about it, and that's the extent of what we hear about it. Yeah. Because that's that's kind of how they have how they've gone about all the other information about the Nintendo Online Service. As so they just kind of have put it out there into the wind, yeah. without really any fanfare.
0: It's very weird. I don't know if they don't want to inundate people with directs, also. But we are getting the Diablo news not in a direct. The Dark Souls coming out on October nineteenth news was dropped not in a direct. Gone Home is coming out on the Switch. That wasn't in any Direct at all.
1: Well, okay, so... But they they have always done this, though. At least in the Switch's lifetime. And also Diablo, it was a leak, so it's not exactly the same thing. Right. But, but it... And I imagine it is something that would be in the next Direct um, if it is announced between then and now. Um, but so I don't know that... I don't know that it it's about not wanting to have too many directs. Certainly they want to you know, they want to have a long enough interval uh, in between them. They're not going to they don't want to drop one like in back-to-back days because that wouldn't you know, all of the the buzz would go away at the same time. Right. Um but I think they're trying to have sort of a constant flow of of new stuff and new information out there just to keep keep them in the in the in the daily chatter.
0: So uh so before I fully take over this news segment, was there any news you saw Seth?
1: Uh yeah, so the coolest thing that I saw today uh was that THQ Nordic, they acquired the rights to the Time Splitters uh franchise. Yes. Uh, and are apparently they um what did they say? They said we have many fans of the Timeslitter series among our own staff who are passionate about creating a product that will thrill today's gaming audience, uh, which is really cool. Um, this is—I I think the the rights Crytek had it for a long time and then never made yep. a game out of it. Um, but it, it sounds like uh, THQ Nordic, you know, they're serious about making a new game. Um, which I mean, hopefully they. I don't know if they have any of the people that worked on the originals from Free Radical, uh, but they should go get some because those games were absolutely a ba- uh, a blast to play. Oh um, yeah, some of the best the best shooter games on that in, in, in that generation of consoles. I love the game, and I never even had a PS2. It was really just, it, yeah. So I, I played enough of it like with other people that had PS2s. Oh, okay. abso- absolutely adore the game. Um uh, but I never even owned it for myself and I and I'm aware of its greatness. Um like it, it and it wasn't just like it had an amazing multiplayer, but also the the campaign was super fun to play as. Um so I'm very excited about this. I hope they are able to uh really capture what it was that made Timesplitters great. Um because, you know, even even though we are flooded with new first person shooters all the time, um there's never a wrong time for a very good game.
0: I would, I would even be happy with a, and I know that people roll their eyes at this, but like a collection of the, of ports of the originals, because I, I have very fond memories. That was back before online gaming was big. Yeah. And I didn't have friends over to play video games as much as I would have liked to. So that was one of the games that it lets you play against bots. Mm-hmm. on the multiplayer and so i played that a lot
1: yeah the bots were great and i love how you could like you didn't have to just be people like dudes running around with guns like Maybe there like were other monkey. species that, yeah There's so much uh,
0: weird stuff
1: yeah it was great i think um i'm looking at the press release i think it, it did it did sort of hint at at some re-releases so that would be really cool That'd be a, a a freaking great game to have on the Switch.
0: Oh yeah, yep. yep Just because
1: yep. it was it was so fun to play in groups. So yeah, that was the the big exciting thing for me today.
0: Any other any other news? Oh, I don't know. I don't I don't remember anything now. Oh man. A... All right. Well, I, I've got a big one. I'm surprised you forgot it. But uh, there's a new Spider-Man trailer dropped today. Oh
1: yeah, I just watched it.
0: I... <laughs> yeah, we just watched it before uh, we recorded.
1: I, I forgot about
0: that. Uh, yeah, it looks cool. It's got J. Jonah Jameson uh, telling you that yeah. he's... Dropping the original the Alex effects. Jones. And oh, <laughs> Oh gosh, yeah. And he is Peter... What's Patterson? He Peter, Peter yeah. Parker's Peter calling calls him in, in
1: and call calls himself Patterson.
0: Yeah, and and he's telling them, "No, Spider Man's a good guy." As Spider Man is swinging past as famous Marvel locations as the Sanctum Sanctorum, as well as Avengers Tower, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. he's going in front of some big New York monuments like Radio City Music Hall mm-hmm. and. I guess they couldn't get the rights to it, but their version of the museum, the MoMA, yeah, uh, because I, I guess MoMA is protective of that. So, I mean, go for it. And yeah, it it looks really good. The swinging looks real fluid. It basically was an exploration trailer telling you there's going to be collectibles in the game, and so there will be a lot of stuff for you to find. That's it. It was there was little to no combat in it, uh, just all just all about finding backpacks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Accentuating, it, look, it was a good time. It's a good little trailer. Go check yeah. it out. It's out there. Uh, definitely,
1: and, I, with each passing little tidbit they show of this game, I become more excited about it because it just looks like an absolute blast to play.
0: It's let me tell you what folks, it's going to take a lot for us to not just talk about this game for weeks because I just know yeah. that I am going to pop it in and play it straight for a while yeah. mm-hmm. and when when does it drop September uh
1: the first week of September
0: that is a bad time,
1: yeah. Same as Destiny.
0: Same as Destiny. I was just thinking that. Oh, yeah, it's man.
1: That's going to be weird.
0: That's going to be some competition.
1: Woo. It's also going to be annoying for me because, as I have elaborated before, in order to switch between my PlayStation and my Xbox, I have to unplug the HDMI cable from <laughs> one the, and plug it into the other.
0: The very elaborate process of unplugging and replugging.
1: Yeah, it's really annoying. Buy a and buy a switch by then, a splitter. I suppose I could. I mean, I already have a switch. I don't need to buy another one, but I guess if you if you want me to.
0: Yeah. So it drops September 7th. So that gives us a couple days of Destiny. Yeah. And then Spider-Man. So,
1: <laughs> going to really be power loading those those light levels in those yeah. few days.
0: So expect a pretty big episode of first impressions that week so yeah it'll be that And then that, in, in fun. the next three weeks yeah oh my gosh so sorry just have to marvel at that scheduling that's good sony doing the weird thing that nintendo does where they release games on a friday instead of on a tuesday when they're exclusives yeah so. but
1: hey what are you gonna do
0: yep uh, the Black Ops. I'd rather
1: I'd rather have games on a Friday, honestly, because it's the weekend.
0: Yeah, man, I'm with you. I'm totally with you. Especially, uh, I don't know. So, I don't know about single player games, but especially with multiplayer games, like when Destiny Two dropped on a Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was great. Or no, 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 it dropped yeah. earlier in the week than Tuesday, because they wanted to make sure the online worked right. Yeah. Um. But let's go into, I don't have too much more news. The only other thing I have really is that the Black Ops 4 beta for Blackout is dropping on September 10th. Mm-hmm. So that's only for PS4 users. And the next days after that, they'll release it for the other consoles. Paid exclusivity is real stupid. And we've expressed that before is what it is. Oh, my. <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh, dude. I just
0: um so a
1: week after Spider-Man is both the new Tomb Raider game and then also the Xenoblade Chronicles 2 uh standalone DLC. Oh
0: my gosh. And that's a full game. Wait, is Basically.
1: that right? Oh, but I guess that's only Okay, that's only if you have the DLC thing. So the standalone comes out the next week. But still, that's a lot of stuff packed up there. Undertale's the, some, sometime in there.
0: Yeah, September 10th, I think. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so Speaking much game. Speaking of which,
1: they they, they, they showed off the collector's edition of Under, Undertale's coming for Switch. Um, and it looks really good.
0: I'm really excited to play that game, man.
1: Yeah, it's about time. Really I've only been telling excited. you about it forever.
0: I know, but I I wanted. I remember you telling me about it, and I just wanting to play it on my Switch.
1: Yeah, it'll so. be a good game for the Switch. But yeah, lot lots of stuff coming out, man.
0: It's it's nuts, and we've got. I don't I don't think it's coming out this year, but BlizzCon was this past week and might still be ongoing. But Doom Eternal was a big focus, and it's yeah. going to be a Switch Day 1 drop.
1: Yeah, very cool announcement. Um, uh, dev- A surprising one, too. Though I guess I guess I shouldn't be surprised because of the other uh, games that have come out. Um, I heard that even the, the developers of, of Rage 2, they're looking in to see if it's possible to, to put it out on the Switch.
0: I mean, if you give it the panic button, they'll find a way. Yeah, <laughs> those guys, those guys are—they're doing—they're doing God's hard. work. Yeah, yeah, for real. And they've got multiple irons in the fire. They're not just doing ports for uh, Blizzard. I mean, uh, yeah, not Blizzard. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, that's that's definitely cool looking. The the they re, I guess we should have talked about that. They showed off um, some some uh, a, a new trailer for Doom Eternal, and it looks really cool. And there's like a grappling hook
0: um sword sword
1: yeah it looks like a it looks like a fun time uh and it's gonna be on switch
0: man there's there's a lot of game this year and kingdom hearts beginning of next year we're we're ramping up i'm excited because that means we'll have to start focusing less on news and more on our impressions which i like talking about those more yep The only other thing that I would be remiss to uh, fully skip out on is uh, just do your research on the Philip Mussen thing with IGN because that has snowballed into a uh, terrible situation for IGN. And I do want to give IGN credit because they're handling this in possibly the best way they could. Yeah. This is, they're having to now scrub their site of his content and redo reviews and videos. I feel really bad. I've, I listened to Nintendo voice chat, like I said, on the past episodes. So to have to see some of the reactions from some of the people that were on the show with him on there, it's, it's really rough. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's, it's a pretty,
1: pretty crazy story.
0: Yeah. Especially it's just so insane because you, um, Brian Altano actually had the best take on it. In my opinion, you know, you don't think to look at someone for plagiarism in this industry because everyone doing it is so passionate about it. Right. That It's. It's hard to imagine someone being a snake and getting away with it. And then Yeah. This... I mean,
1: you go from like like one re- review to the other and not even just not just reviews, all different pieces by anyone out there really uh from like the major guys to the small YouTubers. They all there's always something sort of individual about each one of them that they all offer a a, a different point of view. Um, and so it's it i it, it, it is crazy that like that you can in 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 that that sort of realm where everyone has at least something different that this guy had i don't know he he could not formulate his own opinion out of that i don't know
0: it's really sad I actually watched a a youtube video of this Uh, this YouTuber Dreamcast guy and he was talking about the situation and I guess he had Philip had led him to believe that he was his friend and looking back on his past conversations he realized that Philip was just using him for impressions on games basically Mm -hmm. and so that he didn't have to play them himself kind of and it he the realization washing over him was really really sad, and it he he's even reached out to i g n is like, "Hey, I'll redo those reviews for free the and the vague exposure because I've actually played those games that he did not, you know yeah um but there there's a lot going on there it's it's really sad uh he had an apology video that we didn't cover in this past week because we were it came out after our episode, and it was a very non-apology apology video. And mm-hmm. in it, he—I th- think part of the reason that more stuff has been found is in it he openly challenged people to find more stuff, and yeah. then they did. They f- everything they found everything. Yep, and I I. It just sucks. If you if you ever think we're copying stuff, please call me out on it and let me know. Pri- message us, and it'll be rectified. Because I, I don't want to uh, perpetuate that sort of behavior. Because we, I do this because I like it. We don't benefit monetarily from this at all, and uh, it's just something that I, I we do as a, a passion and a hobby. And mm-hmm. I do it because I like to hang out with my friend Seth, and it forces us to hang out for a couple hours every week. Yeah. So it's just kind of sad to see something that brings people together for fun and conversation to end up having to bring people together because they're getting a a scumbag out of yeah you know the crowd. So that's our final takes on that. I don't think there will, we'll hear anything more from him. Uh, I'm imagining he's done doing everything. I, I don't imagine him having a future in most journalism, or any journalism at all. So, Nope. But with he that, is out of here. Yeah. Uh, and, and we're better for it. There's... I'm excited to see where Nintendo voice chat goes with him gone because he always had the most canned responses and I'm, uh, I'm really excited to see IGN grow from this because I have never been in the camp of the people that hate IGN and you know, I I've I'm always for more opinions. So, and with, with that, bit out of the way sorry to end on a somber note um we appreciate appreciate you listening and give us ratings and reviews on all the pod pod catchers out there i so in building the site i've been googling our name and stuff we are on a bunch of pod catchers that i didn't know about so it's really cool there's stuff that aggregates from different lists and we're on random radio podcatchers like podcast podcast fm stuff like that if you're using any of that please rate us or whatever you can thumbs up star whatever that is and so we can get out to more people we appreciate you and just uh keep listening and share have a good one bye
1: see ya